welcome to another edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and this is your source for all things Kentucky High School Baseball. Today we are sitting down with the head coach of Boyle County, Coach Kyle Wynn, who just came off back-to-back regional championships and an Elite Eight appearance this past season. We're going to dive into all things Boyle County, talk about Chris's growth as a coach, his growth as a leader, and the culture inside a baseball program that continues to excel on and off the field. So let's get this party started. On the show today, so how are we doing today, Coach? Good. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you today? Doing great. Up and Good early. Good deal. I know we both have <laughs> little babies, so they get us up early, and our mind was up about one thirty in the morning last night. Oh no. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So. <laughs> And dive into to Boyle County. So, in your history as a coach, so how long have you been coaching for? Uh, this is my eighth year at Boyle, and fourteenth uh, overall. I spent six years at the collegiate level at Center College here in town, um, in the town of Danville, before coming over to Boyle. So, this is my fourteenth year total, and my getting ready to start my eighth year at Boyle County High School. Nice. And so, and you were assistant before that. Uh, were you assistant all in high school before that? No, I came straight. I was an assistant at center and then came uh, straight to high school as a head coach. Okay. And did you focus on when you were at center? Were you like a hitting coach, offensive coach, defensive coach, or what? Right. Yeah, I ran our hitters and infielders, and I was also the recruiting coordinator while I was there. But uh, as far as, you know, baseball goes, um, on the field, hitting and uh, infielders was what, was what I worked with. All right. So when you're at center or just as a player possibly, did you have any mentors you looked up to that kind of drove you the way to, to your culture and stuff like that? Yeah, um, one of the biggest ones for me was uh, Coach Naylor at Hanover, um, who unfortunately he just passed away um, a couple months ago. So it was uh, bittersweet, but he he was a big mentor for me, and he uh, his last year coaching was, uh, before he retired was actually my senior classes last year. So. Going out together was pretty special, and, and obviously I pick up quite a few things from various coaches as far as, uh, you know, baseball techniques, strategies, that sort of thing. But as far as just a, a life coach and, and mentoring um, mentoring kids, Coach Naylor was, was a big part of that and a lot of stuff that I carry over today. And then obviously uh, uh, Coach Pritchard that I work for at Hanover, he, he or I'm sorry, at center, he was also my assistant at Hanover, but... Um, the head coach I work for at center, he uh, he installed a, a lot of things that that I that I've kept, and, and also gave me a lot of free reign um, to grow as a coach and, and not kind of hover over and let me run with the hitters and stuff while I was there. So that that was a big part of that too. Yeah, I would say early in our the few podcasts we've had that that's been brought up a couple of times how important it is let assistants kind of do their thing, trust them, you know, you exactly. hire them, can't micromanage them. I know that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's great, Coach. Um, so if I was to interview one of your assistants or one of your players, how would they describe the Boyle County culture? Uh, I think we're close knit. Um, this year coming in, especially, I've got an awesome group of kids. Um, I'm really excited to coach them this year. Um, they, you know, they're self-driven. Um, there's a lot of times we're not having anything. Um, that's scheduled and I see a bunch of guys either doing stuff somewhere else or they're on our baseball field you know putting in the work so that's pretty encouraging um, 
you know, another thing was uh, that's been a success for us in the last couple of years is just um, kind of just worrying about ourselves, not worrying about getting on social media or, or the KHSAA page and seeing records or this guy's going to this school and, and uh, kind of, you know, worrying about what we might be going up against versus worrying about ourselves and, and execution. Right. Yeah, we talked yesterday a little bit before we had this interview, obviously, and actually uh, brought that up to the my players yesterday and talked about, you know, focusing on our process and outcomes. We've kind of dove into it before, but I wanted to just, uh, go, you know what, Coach Wayne, you know that yesterday, so I'm going to bring that back up to my players. So you've already good. had an effect on an Oldham County baseball. Well, so, you know, <laughs> good. Well, so, good. Like, That's what it's all about. That's good. right. That's right. So during your culture and your practices, if, if kids are not kind of buying in or maybe not, you know, going the intensity you like, how do you hold your players accountable within the within the program? You know, we I think the biggest thing is is laying out our expectations. You know, from the from the beginning, and if, if most coaches or teachers, you kind of know it's easier to you know get your classroom rules, get your expectations out there first, and then the kids know what you want out of them. You know, if you kind of if they're unguided, so to speak, and and going into practices or games without a plan, without what you're actually wanting out of them, it's hard to kind of get them back going um, when that wasn't installed from the beginning. So I think that's a big thing um, as far as you talk about culture. It took a few years to kind of get that in of, of what we were doing here. And now the older guys is a big help is that leadership is they're, they're helping the coaches from the beginning. And if you have that, um, you got a pretty good chance to be successful. Yeah, I cannot see that any better myself, Coach. So as far as you personally – how have you how have you grown as a leader or as a coach since you first started coaching? Um, <laughs> I'd say I've, I've learned to relax and, and not go, you know, 100 mile an hour all the time. Uh, you know, when I first started, I was wanting to practice, uh, you know, eight days a week and, and uh, barely give them off Christmas break and, and do that sort of thing. Kind of learned that, that these kids need to be kids, you know, they're, they're playing multiple sports, they're playing summer ball all year um, or all, all summer and then coming off the spring season and some of them are, you know, then you're trying to start a fall practice at the high school that most of them are, are one, burnt out as far as just playing, but two, just physically, you know, obviously taking care of arms and stuff, but um, I think that's been a big um, proponent for us is, is we used to you know, have three hour practices and I clean up the field, you know, it was, it, it wears on the guys. So we've, we've kind of cut down practice time a little bit and been real high, you know, focused on the times that we're there and, uh, and also giving these guys a little bit of a break. And, and it's been, uh, we've gotten a lot better practices, a lot better effort, um, the last couple of years since we've kind of made that change. So let's dive into that a little bit as far as your, your fall calendar. So when were you guys, what was your practices like in the fall? And uh, now moving towards the end of January. Okay. Um, like I said, with every, we have, you know, quite a few kids that are in fall sports, you know, football, cross country and so forth, and, then, and some soccer. And then playing uh, playing summer ball, you know, most of them were already, you know, going all, all summer. And so I usually give them the first few weeks of school um, just to – Get back into the routine of school, get used to their classes, get their get their schedule under them, and then we we go pretty light. Um, you know, I'm usually in the 10 to 15 range at, at most. It's usually around 10 to 12 kids that aren't involved in something, and they um, and uh, 
because we've got a fairly small roster. We're usually in the mid 20s, so half are usually playing a fall sport, and then the other half are, are with us. And we'll go a couple days a week, get some swings in, get back, you know, throwing a little bit. Basically, just just getting some uh, more hands-on individual work while they're while they're there, and then I'll give them some time off after that. Usually, a little bit after fall break, and um, and then. And then we'll, uh, you know, kind of set up some cages uh, indoor-wise and then get started back again at the first of the year. And then that's what we're doing right now. We're easing into it uh, a couple days a week, um, getting growing programs going, get pitchers, you know, building up pitch counts, um, bullpens, you know, start small from front grounds and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of a, a quick rundown of, of, of our, you know, last few months here. I got you. Um, well... You know, today's athletes have more information to technology and and just baseball coaching than you know any generation that of course any of us probably could ever think of with with youtube sure. and twitter and internet so oh, yeah there's a saying out there i heard coach corbin say that to stay relevant you have to stay current so how right. has your program kind of embraced today's athletes and technology yeah i mean technology can be a negative and it can certainly be a positive you know i think our our guys as far as kids you know they're they're on it um you know quite often and i think if you the key is using it positively and using it in a good manner you know i think they're um uh there's a lot of good things guys will oh uh, you know me personally i'm picking up you know different drills different things you can see off of twitter or, or other uh posts that people are making of ways to do some stuff and i think the guys have started doing that too they'll they'll come up with some stuff or they've shown me some stuff like hey coach i saw this drill um yeah. you know and, and we'll we'll look at it we think it's good and we'll we'll put it in so i think they're starting to to do that as well as you know just the you know everybody grows up having a having a goal of playing somewhere or a special team they like and, and being able to follow those guys and seeing stuff on, you know, uh, Twitter and Instagram of, of players they knew that are now being successful and following them on social media, you know, can inspire the, can inspire the guys to, you know, uh, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. And that's something I want to be a part of. So I think that's a good, uh, a good use of it as well. So I know that Bull County is coming off back-to-back regional titles. And I, and I know we talked mm-hmm. yesterday that it took a couple of years to get the culture built up and to get get that train rolling. Yeah. Can you kind of talk about how some of the first things you did when you took the job over and how it's kind of progressed today? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, everybody's got a philosophy of, of what they want and what they expect and, and, and things that they know have worked. And then, you know, took some other stuff. You know, Coach Hammock was here before me and, and laid a pretty good foundation um, for me to take over. And, you know, some of the kids had some stuff that they liked, and, and I didn't go away from that, you know. Um, and it might not be stuff on the field. You know, they had a spring break trip that they that they liked, and, and you know, I think you got to try that stuff instead of coming in and, and just, uh, you know, cleaning house and, you know, this is my way type of thing and, and listen to the kids and what they like. But also, you're always going to have to put your own stuff in. So, that's kind of what we started with, and it, and it took a little while. And we, uh, and uh, you know, I had good middle school coaches. Um, the biggest part of success we've had is just laying the foundation from the ground up with um, getting good middle school coaches in first and foremost, and then, um, and they've been awesome. You know, bringing the kids to us at the high school, and then 
um, starting up some youth programs, you know, ages 7 to 11, 7 to 12, and, and bridging that gap from them uh, and getting to play with each other, getting to know each other um, from an early age. And that's been pretty successful. And I think we're reaping the benefits of that uh, that now and that stability of, of being competitive, uh, you know, for a region title hopefully every year now. Nice. Yeah, I know we talked about that the youth level and the, the 7U travel ball, which I thought was pretty interesting going you know, that far down the line, um, getting kids right. together, getting familiar with each other. And then you kind of tra- then you kind of said that at first you might did too much, but then you kind of let the travel, the middle school teams kind of then take mm-hmm. over the players. How did you get right. the middle school coaches in yourself or did you, those guys were already there? Uh, they, they were all new when I started. Um, uh, in addition with our, you know, middle school AD and, and, uh, and principal there, they're really good about, um, you know, kind of taking some input from us when they're trying to hire. And then also, um, uh, you know, obviously they're going to make the final decision, but but they always kind of ask if we know this guy, that's something we'd be interested in, you know, just giving some input uh, on that, even though, you know, like I said, they're going to make that final decision. But the, the good thing that whoever's been down there, whoever they decide to hire has, has been instrumental in, in listening to, kind of our philosophies you know it could be as simple as is how do you run bunk coverages you know how do you do pickoffs how do you do um how do you teach base running you know that those different things and you know let them choose who they want to play shortstop you know and and who they're going to pitch that day um but as far as implementing some of the stuff so when they get to us it's not completely reteaching them you know how to um know how to base run or, or what we're doing with the bunk coverage they've got a pretty good idea already right. so yeah, then you kind of supervise and refine as we say this exactly that's exactly exactly right. Details, that's right yeah i like that yeah so okay so let's dive into we it's february 15th or 16th you're done with tryouts got a pretty good idea about your roster the first couple of days of Bull county baseball what are the things you're going to focus on uh i I think the, it sounds, you know, cliche, but get better every day, you know, and especially when you get to get some kids from basketball and stuff, it's, it's really hard to, we do a lot more individual work. Um, we try and teach, implement some stuff. So when you get your full team there, um, you, it's a little easier progression. Um, but we focus on a lot of individual work as far as, you know, position breakdown stuff. Um, uh, you know, those first few days getting, you know, it's hard if you don't have a full team and you're going to try and run bunk coverages or fly ball priority or any, you know, team, um, you know, defensive drills, let's say, or it's a lot more easier if you got a, just a handful of guys will split up and, and, and take the infielders here, the catchers here, the outfielders there, get some drill work done. And that way we've kind of got all of our mechanic stuff out of the way. And when we're, you know, kind of full strength and, and get enough guys, then we can, then we can, we got all the quote unquote, the, not the fun stuff, you know, uh, uh, out of the way, and uh, it can focus on, you know, getting some more team stuff going. So, makes perfect sense. Yeah, last year our basketball team went to the Final Four. Right. And yeah. So I didn't get. I had three starters that I didn't, that they had the first baseball practice the day we played San X to open the season. So that was awesome. Oh wow! Yeah, that was great. Wow. <laughs> so I feel your pain there. And I hear you. Again, those same three kids are all playing basketball, which is awesome. You know, right. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. We know as a coaches, yeah. 
some of the first questions we get is, uh, do the kids play multiple sports? And so oh, yeah. definitely encourage that. I know Coach Porter talked about that in the last podcast about yep. letting kids play multiple sports. And, and I try to work with our football coach and, and uh, the basketball players and let them know, hey, it, it's a good thing that you're playing multiple sports. And, and we have yeah. points, right? So, 100%, yeah. So anyways, yes, for all the coaches out there that have to deal with that, it's part of it, but we want the kids to have a great experience in high school, and that's what's most important. So as far as any, you know, being a successful coach, uh, Coach Win, is there any daily habits or routines that, that you that you have currently? Uh, getting up early with my little one. Yes. <laughs> uh, go to bed early. Uh, I don't know if that's, a, that's more of a push habit than something that's driven to be successful, but uh, I think kind of all joking aside just getting up early i think a big part of the the thing for me personally is is i'm i'm an organized person um you know i get up in the morning obviously i've been driven with a little one to get up earlier but being able to use that time before you know i get to school to plan my day you know see what i got going that day what i want to you know accomplish that day um and that's just that's not only baseball that's just you know part of the part of my position at the school and you know whether you're a teacher or, or uh, any other uh, you know if you're a paraprofessional too just kind of making sure that you're organized for that day and you know, what task you uh, you want to accomplish and, and get done that day so I think that's a, a big thing for me is is uh, planning each day um, you know what I have going that day and what I need to get done early risers seem to be the way to go for anybody with two and three-year-olds as we have so <laughs> yeah not an option a lot of times um, uh-huh. so here's kind of a question i'd like to ask i know you guys have won like we said earlier multiple regional titles what was the difference between that team and maybe the last two teams versus maybe teams you had before that that were more talented but yet couldn't get over the hump yeah i, I mean i, I think it's Good players. Uh, like I said, we've had good players the last couple of years, and that's always a big thing. But we had some very talented teams in the past, and I think one of the things is just, um, especially the second time, we we were we knew what to expect. You know, if you haven't been there before, you haven't um, you haven't you know first getting that district title um, and getting the then you know competing in the region and winning the region. You know, it's definitely a process, and it's the I think part of it is just the comfort factor. Um, you know, I think there's some teams we've had previously that could have competed and, and won region titles, but, you know, when you're kind of trying to get over that hump, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, feel comfortable. It's hard to, um, you know, be in those pressure pressure situations. And I can take a, you know, a couple of years um, to do that. And I think that's been uh, maybe a little bit of a difference is just building our way up and, and getting over those humps. Right. I see. Um and as far as your region, let's uh, brag about your region a little bit. Talk about some of your con- competitors out there and other coaches. And uh, it's kind of tell us about it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I'm, I'd love to brag on uh, the 12th region. I think we're as competitive as, and as, as many others are in the, in the state. So I think each year, um, first, you're going to have to get out of, out of your own district to, uh, you know, to make it to region. And then after that, um, winning three games against the competition that, that we have in there is, is not going to be easy. So I'm very proud of what we could have, uh, what we were able to do the last couple of years and, and do it back to back years. Um, when you sit back and look at it, that three game, uh, we call it the gauntlet is, is pretty, pretty intense. And, and when you got, 
teams where you can't, you know, sit there and throw off and, you know, I'm going to save this guy. You know, it's, it's number one, number two, number three is the way that we treat it. So, um, so it should be another competitive year and, and our guys got their work cut out for them. Our district, I want to say it's definitely up there. As I know, us, South oh, yeah. and North Oldham were all, at one point in time last year, ranked top 25 in the, in the state, and whether it's right. PBR or, you know, or exactly. uh, or State. So I'd give a shout out to my district, which is tough, tough. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, no question. It makes you better and drives in the offseason. You know, if you're not exactly better, right. they're getting better. So, exactly so right. So to kind of wrap this up, Coach, is as far as the association, what are some things that you think maybe we could do better or – uh, you would like to see from us in the future. I think uh, I think this is this is a huge step. Um, you know, when I first <clears throat> got here, you know, it was trying to keep up with stuff. You know, all the all state and doing that, and then this is just taking it to a whole new level. You know, the the, the conventions are always a good thing, um, and bringing in the best speakers you can, and then. I think doing these podcasts, you know, we're all working from each other. We like to hear what other people are doing. That maybe we could take a thing here or there, and uh, and going and going forward. So I think I think podcasts like this is, is outstanding, to be honest with you. And uh, and I'm happy to be a part of it, and, and thankful that, that I was asked to be a part of it. And then, you know, if I had one thing, you know, maybe um, it could be tough and, and more difficult, but um, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, if there's any chance to do regional stuff, you know, like for myself, I wasn't able to make the convention this year, but, um, you know, if there's some smaller things, you know, four or five different ones across the state where maybe you're bringing in three coaches, you know, or three oh, people yeah. to speak or something like that. Um, I've seen the ABCA, the national convention is starting to do kind of Midwest, you know, West, South, different little, um, clinics like that where, um, might be able to break them down a little bit, get some more coaches involved if they can't make it to the, to the, uh, the, the regular year we convention. But, um, but as far as what, what's going on right now, it's exciting. I think it's a, it's a neat thing for, for high school baseball coaches, these podcasts and, and kind of growing, uh, growing the game in the state of Kentucky. Um, I think it's awesome. So keep doing what you're doing. Well, we appreciate that, Coach. Well, I would give a big shout out to, to Blake Leach and Sherm and to uh, Coach Langston. Yeah. As there, I reached out to them about doing this and they're like, go for it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. That is awesome. But I'm glad you said that phrase because I never talked before. As I've gone back, reviewed the podcast, kind of listened to them, and I say that's awesome a lot. So I was like, today, <laughs> I'm either going to embrace it. I know that at the convention, I told the coaches, I'm either going to embrace that's awesome and just be like who I am or. Maybe get off it. I, I think I kind of fell off a little bit today, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll fall back up. But that's awesome. I'm doing the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'd say embrace it. Embrace it. But yeah, but the ABCA they do the Barnstormers tour, so maybe that's something Correct. we can look into association where they go out or the ACE ACE clinics. I know a couple of coach programs like Bellarmine do ACE clinics, and I don't uh-huh. know if Kentucky does it, but that's a great suggestion, Coach. Well, hey, I appreciate you get coming on today and be one of our no first problem. one of our first guests. You're highly recommended, and for obvious reasons, you've been successful on and off the field, and it's been a pleasure to talk to you. And and uh, with all the listeners out there, I hope you all can like, subscribe, review. I know different apps have different ways to like the podcast. You can also do the applause button. And on the Anchor app, we've talked about it before, if you click the message, you can leave a message, and we can actually integrate those in our podcast. So I want to thank all those listening to another edition of the uh, Kentucky High School Baseball Coach Association podcast, and have a great day. All right. Thank you for having me. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, Coach. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.